Okay, the worship is very nice. Um, I actually, normally when it's very annoying that I start crying, and I really ask God, not today. Because, <laughs> you know, you get people who's got a real nice crying face, it invokes compassion. <laughs> Other people actually beautiful crying. With me, it's gross. So I actually said, God, not today. And, and, and he helped me. So the, it was really awesome and anointed. I'm going to share a word with you today that is, you know, if I go through my life, I look at the first time I accepted Jesus, it was significant. Then, I didn't know at the time how significant it was, but then I heard the unadulterated message of grace, and it made a significant impact in my life. And the word I'm going to share with you today, 2020 is another year with a significant impact in my life. So when I prepared, I asked God, God what, what do I need to tell them? And he just said, tell them what happened this year. Tell them of your year. Share with them that. But before we do that, we have to just quickly pray and then do the offering. So just close your eyes. God, I pray that you bless the word today. God, I pray that you bless everyone here. And that you bless... The fruit, the, the word, and it will have, that it will bear fruit in everyone's life. In the name of Jesus, amen. Okay. So for the offering, I'm not going to give a lot of verses. I'm just going to give a bit of a testimony on how the word impacted me in terms of giving. Now, I used to find it extremely difficult when it comes to the offering. I have shared this about three years ago in the church. Those of you who were here, bear with me. Those who were not, listen. So, <laughs> so I used to, if it was offering time, I, 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 I had to go to the bathroom or I sh shut down. I couldn't because the Bible was very clear. We have to tithe. And it was too difficult for me to give one-tenth of my salary. God, there's expenses. This doesn't work for me. So um, he then taught me that I am not blessed because of my giving, I am blessed because of my inheritance in Christ. And how much I give does not matter. He taught me to start, say, he said to me, start very small. It was October 2012. He said to me, what have you got with you now? What can you give now? It was then, it was monthly, that was in my mind, but I'm not putting that on you. He said, what can you give monthly? And I was like... This much, Lord, he said, then give it. But the heart of giving is what matters. Because the Bible says, or the word of God, God says that he loves all of us, but he, he loves a cheerful giver. There's also that part where that lady gives a small minster key and the other gives many. And he said, but, but her heart in her giving, she gave more. And I don't think the more was because she gave everything, although she did. It was the heart in the giving that matters. So... Um, I then started very, very small. I mean, I can't even remember the percentage, but it was not by her. And then um, as I started giving, God gave me more boldness to go give a little bit more. And he gave me more as well. But he said, give a bit more. And then every now and again in a sermon, with now, because now I could listen to the, the, the offering because I was partaking. So I didn't feel left out when Herod said, okay, let's do the offering. And I go, oh, goodness bathroom 
No, I actually thought, I can listen now because I am partaking. It was nice. It's just my personal journey I'm sharing. And then he said to me, give a bit more. And then I gave a bit more. And then again, every time I couldn't wait for the offering because whatever blessing he's talking now, I'm receiving this now. And then he told me again, give a bit more. Until to the point where that which I had in mind in the beginning, I exceeded. And it's not about how much. It's all about the heart. But when you give, know that you are blessed because of your inheritance in Christ. And it's not dependent on anything you do. It's not dependent on anything that you give. But it's on your inheritance. Now with that in mind... We've got Lene and Gerrit here. Now, it's easy for me to do the offering. I think it's sometimes it can be quite difficult to view the pastor at a church and you know, offering for yourself. But he actually had a very promising career laid out in law. And God said to him, go preach. I mean, there was times we go back to when we were first in the church where we were so small and sometimes we, you know, few people would, would, would pitch up. But he continued. He continued. And... He labored in the word. He did what God told him to do. And Lene later followed. I still remember when she went full-time in the mirror. It was January somewhere, 2013, if I remember. And um, the word on that, it's somewhere in, I think, in Corinthians and Timothy. You'll see, I think it's somewhere, but you can go check me. It's somewhere, when I say somewhere, it's yeah. I don't know all the verses like Herod does. But somewhere, you can fact-check me. It's okay. It says that you can't muzzle an ox... When he's, like, I'm paraphrasing, when he's trampling the corn. So what it means there is that ox is working. And while he's working in that trampling the corn, he must feed from it. And the same with someone who's full-time in the ministry. They need to feed from it. If it I mean, when we come here on a Sunday, I, we read more Bible than some churches read in the whole year. And it's because he's got time to spend in the Word. And now... We take up an offering so that we can have what we've got. So that we can then spend time in the word here. We can, so Romans 10 says, how will they hear without a preacher? So, but when you give, we give for the practical stuff so we can have a church, so we can broadcast it. So all these things can happen. So we, we go beyond load shedding. We've got some power box now that fools load shedding. All those things cost money. And... It is because we give. But when you give, know that, number one, you give from a point where you are blessed because of your inheritance. And number two, you give because that's what God puts on your heart. And when, you, when it becomes a burden, ignore. I'd rather get to the point where you just get your mind right first. That also happened to me. Where it was a burden, and I just stopped for a while. And I said, God, give me the revelation of this. And he just said to me, you are blessed not because of what you give, but because of your inheritance in Christ. So with that, I want to take one monkey, the one that I go, now goes to Gerrit and Lene. I don't know if God told me that, but the whole week I thought of one monkey. So... Um, the offering today will go to them specifically. Why? Because it's easy for me to do that. 
doesn't go to me. So it goes specifically for them because they gave up their whatever plans they had when God, God called them. And we need to support that. But when you support that, the benefit is for you as well. Because there's a sowing and a reaping. There's a harvest. And God loves a cheerful giver. So when you give, give cheerfully. The amount doesn't matter. Okay. Matthew 11, verse 28 to 30. Now, I know some of you think that we might have a shorter sermon. You're in for a surprise. I lured some of you on purpose saying shorter sermon. It's not because I know so many verses. It's because I read so slow. So, so um, bear with me. I don't want to miss a word or put my own words in. So Matthew 11, verse 28 to 30. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy burdened by re religious rituals that provide no peace, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Now, we really don't have to go far to find people. And even in the church, I know maybe not in this church, but all over, we don't have to go far to find people who's weary and heavily burdened. I, this year, in the beginning of the year, I was, I was weary and heavenly burdened. Heavily, not heavenly, heavily burdened. And um, we are the church of Christ. We are the body of Christ. And if you look at the body of Christ, the word says, you know, we're going to reign and rule. But if you look and speak to people, you find that some are weary and heavily burdened. And it is so difficult, it was difficult for me to say, I am weary and I am heavily burdened, but I can't get out of it. How do I, how do I get it? And then God said to me, but my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Learn from me. How do I put that in practice? That, that was the, the tricky part. So he then told me, without me going to all the verses, exactly what it means. But in order so I just do read some Bible, <laughs> I will just, and I might be, I'm just going to talk, and then we can read later and, 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 and see, see how it goes. But first of all, I think it is in, I wrote it down, Luke chapter 11, verse 46. Jesus, and I'm paraphrasing sort of what he said, but again, it's in the word and the meaning is the same. Go check it. Now, Jesus said to the Pharisees and the lawmakers, he said to them, you put a heavy burden on the people and you, do, you don't lift a finger to help them. So first of all, I realized that that burden is not the law. So we are free. I know we hear it all the time. But the burden, when we take his yoke and his burden, it's definitely not the law. So that was out of the way. But I realized that there is a yoke and there is a burden. Which one are you carrying? 
Are you carrying the burden in yourself, which is self-effort, which is the law? Or are you taking his burden and his yoke? And what he said, learn from me. So what did Jesus do when he was on earth? The first that came to mind is that centurion that had a sick servant. And um, they came to Jesus and said, the centurion is a good man. He's building synagogues on his own cost and his servant needs to be healed. And Jesus was on his way. And they sent people on behalf of the centurion. And they said, our master is not worthy that you come under his roof. But he too is a man under authority. He says to someone, go and they go. He says to someone, do this and they do that. You also, someone under authority, just speak the word. And at that time, the servant got healed. So when Jesus was on earth, that's what he do, did. He spoke. And if we take that to John 1, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God himself. Nothing came to being without the word, and even was life. Now, what is more natural? The word became flesh. But what is more natural for the word to do? But to speak. So when Chanel was speaking earlier, twice when she started, she said, speak. I thought, wow, she saw my notes. <laughs> but she didn't. And um, if it's natural for the word to speak, and Jesus became flesh, that was the word made flesh. Now he went to the cross, he died, he poured his spirit out on us. Now we are his body, we are his flesh. The word dwells in us. We are now the word in flesh. What's natural for us is to speak. Now, if you go back, and I'm going to refer to Matthew 11 quite a few times. He says, my yoke is easy. So if you let the scripture interpret scripture, I want to look at what's, what's, what's easy. In, in Deuteronomy 30, God said, and we'll read it now. I just want to sort of paraphrase here. God said, I give you this commandment. It is easy. It's not difficult that you might go into heaven, get it, and we might obey. Or go over the seas and we might obey. It is easy. It is in your mouth. It's in your heart. It's easy. And that is also repeated in Romans 10. The, the righteous speak. Faith speaks. It's in the, the word is in our mouth, in our hearts to speak. So, why do we speak? If it's natural for the word to speak, if it is natural, and he gives us his nature, he gives us his nature, then it is an easy thing to do. It's not a difficult thing to do. I give you this commandment. It's an easy thing to do. The law is difficult. It's impossible. But this is an easy thing to do. So, if you look in John 1, it says, him was the life. So if you read a little bit further in Deuteronomy, it says, I, and I'm going to read this one. This one I want to read, if it's okay with you. Is it okay? Okay. Net court. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little piece like this. I even printed it big for people who struggle to read. <laughs> so um, Deuteronomy 30 verse 19. 
I call heaven and earth as a witness against you today. I found that very heavy. That's God speaking. I call heaven and earth as a witness against you today. If it was a legal term, I put it to you. (laughs) That I set before you life and death, blessing and the curse. Therefore, you shall choose life in order that you may live you and your descendants. So he, 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 he sort of, I call heaven and earth as a witness against you today that I put before you life and death. But choose life. In fact, you shall choose life. You shall choose life. It's not a difficult thing. Earlier, I put before you, it's not a difficult thing. It's an easy thing. His yoke is easy. It's in your mouth. It's in your heart. It's not a difficult thing. But I put before you life and death. Choose life. And if we choose life, and I want to go to say in Proverbs, if that's okay, and just look what is life. Proverbs 18. Now I have to find it here. I didn't print this one. Everyone still with me? I was worried that I was going to jump around and all good. All right, let's, let's go, let's go. Proverbs 18, verse 21. I just want to repeat what I said earlier. He says, I put before you life and death. Choose life. Now, Proverbs 18 Verse 21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. Now, now I can tell you what God told me in the beginning of the year that we've sort of cemented this one. He said to me, what are you saying? You are heavy burdened and weary, and from that you speak. And from that you eat the fruit thereof. So what are you saying? I said, God, I'm saying all, st- all kinds of stuff. Those who know me, I speak a lot. <laughs> said to me, concerning your life, concerning things, concerning your ways, what are you saying? And um, there's a verse in the Bible, I also think it's in Proverbs, where it says, acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will straighten your paths. So, um, what are you saying about your ways? God, but how do I acknowledge you? Like, God, I'm going to now buy chocolate. I acknowledge that. that I'm buying a chocolate. I said, I don't understand that. Help me there. And he said to me, Who's him? In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. You know that verse now? now? I'm going to repeat it. It's the word. He said to me, Acknowledge the word. 
in all your ways, and I make straight your paths. I might not say the verse exactly how it goes, but it goes a little something like that. So I, I started speaking the word. I started taking time out while I locked myself in private. And I print verses out pertaining to my life at that point. And I speak that over my life. I speak that over my situation. During lockdown, I had nothing else to do. It's on the wall. I mean, it looks like a teenager's room. And it's there. And I would, I would read it and speak it over my life. Um, and practically, what God showed me is, that's my yoke. That's my burden. It's an easy thing. It's not difficult. Because I put before you life and death. Choose life. But life is in the power of the tongue. And you will eat the fruit thereof. So what is it that you are saying? You need to acknowledge the word in all your ways. And it will straighten your paths. So I just want to take two more verses to just nail that one in and then oh this one is very important to do I don't know exactly where Zechariah is in the Bible just to help me before of the Proverbs of the <laughs> no it, was, it would be nice if Z was at the end but it's somewhere in the middle somewhere in the prophets just now, Herod said to me, don't rush. So I'm going to just take my time finding it somewhere. Lawrence, can you, Zechariah 4, verse 6. <laughs> it says Z-E-C-H, Z-E-C-H-A. And the rest you'll find. All. <laughs> you, know, you know, I truly believe that we are in the best church in the world because there's such freedom in this church there's such freedom in this church I just it's and the people here is what makes it amazing have you found it okay I'll find it don't worry don't worry Dory hmm? two months before Matthew <laughs> I got it got it got it got it got it got it all right, all right, all right. This one is very important. This one is very important. Then he said to me, This continuous supply of oil is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. So when we speak life, it does not come from ourselves comes from the spirit peter says we are born from incorruptible seed we are spiritually transformed by his word so not by might not by power but by his spirit and the spirit of god is within us so when we speak i said it earlier in this year the spirit of god moved upon men and they wrote and the, when you, they spoke, the Spirit of God moved upon men of old, and they spoke. It was written down, which is the Word of God. When we 
speak this word of God, we bring creation power into being. And it is not by might, nor by power, but by His Spirit. Oh, man, just don't cry now. <laughs> I want to go to John 15. Those who's got chicken in the oven, almost done. <laughs> John 15. Uh, I think it's this one. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Joshua 1, God said, let this book of the law not depart from your mouth, but meditate on it day and night. And so you shall make your way prosperous. Because when you speak on what the words that remain in you, you cannot but to speak the word. And it's not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit. Years ago, I listened to a sermon of Pastor Prince. And this week, God reminded me of that. I haven't thought of that since then. This week, he reminded me of that. I think it's about 14 years ago I listened to it. And, and the part he reminded me of was there was some great preacher that was preaching somewhere. I don't know where. can't remember those details. And um, there was a woman with a kid who had clubbed feet, very deformed feet. And she took him to this man of God. And he prayed. And nothing happened. And he said to her, he's healed 2,000 years ago. Declare the word of God over him. And she went home. And every night as she bathed and washed his feet, she said, by his stripes, I am healed. I declare it over him. By his stripes, I am healed. And as she declared the word, I don't know how long, but it's been a while. That she, not been, it was for a while. The Engels kiss. It was for a while. And one day, it just, she just heard, Quah! and the feet were perfectly normal. When she just spoke the word of God over the situation. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, said the Lord of hosts. Man, just don't cry now. All right. Oh, yes, it's not a pretty face, I tell you that. So this year, I'm, I'm, I work for myself, and the industry that we are in, if only we were hairdressers, we would have been able to continue after lockdown. The industry we were in has been inevitably affected. I know of six or seven companies that has been bankrupt. Companies three times our size. Bankrupt. So in April I said to God, what now? And when he showed me this, I just said the word of God over my life, over my business. And 2020 to me is a breakthrough year. 2020 to me is a breakthrough year. We are now 
the first two days of October, we already beat last year's October. It's not by might, not by power, but by His Spirit. And um, I want you now, if anyone is, is, is here that feel they need a financial breakthrough, you don't have to put up your hand. You don't have to put up your hand. You know, the Word of God, even if you don't exactly know where everything stands, is just awesome. You know, I know it's somewhere. And he always tells me where, but sometimes it takes a while. If you feel you need financial breakthrough, it's just on my heart now. If you need financial breakthrough, just you don't have to stand up, you don't have to do anything. Just, I want you to start speaking the following over your life. Psalm 118, somewhere, just old. <laughs> oh Lord, save now, we beseech you. Oh Lord, we beseech you, send now prosperity and give us success. Blessed is the one who comes in in the name of the Lord. I declare it over your life. I pray it over your life. If there's any lack, oh Lord, we beseech you. Your word cannot return void to you. It cannot return void to you. Oh Lord, we beseech you, send now prosperity and give us success. Oh. Um, that we sang a song, that last song was Joel 2. I mean, I'm just going to continue praying that over your life there. Um, this one I actually wrote down. Oh, I didn't. No, I didn't. Just give me a second to find that because I really want to speak this over your life. Yes, I thought, I thought it was 25. <laughs> so rejoice, O children of Zion. And delight in the Lord your God. Delight because the, his burden is easy. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. So we can delight. I pray that you rejoice in the Lord. For he has given you the early rain in vindication. He has poured down the rain for you. The early rain and the late spring rain as before. And the threshing floors shall be full of grain. And the vats shall overflow with new wine and oil. And I will compensate you for the years that the swarming locust has eaten. Talking to myself, the swarming locust, all the words I've been speaking over my life. He will restore even this locust has eaten. He restores. And I pray that over your life. He will restore. I pray Joel 2 verse 23 2 verse 27 over your life. You will have plenty to eat and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God, who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be put to shame. When we look out there, a person that's not put to shame is not heavily burdened. I speak this over your life. Oh God, I speak over everyone's life here that you will restore as your word says. That the church of the Lord Jesus Christ will be a city set on a hill that the world might see. Lord, you died for that. I declare it over everyone's life here, Lord. Those who have lacked, that the lack will stop. We beseech you now, O oh Lord, give us prosperity and success. And those who don't experience lack, Lord, we beseech you, 
give us more. It's time that the church of Jesus Christ is known to the world. It is time that the church of Jesus Christ is not something hidden. It is a light. It is time that it's seen. The word says that the glory of God will fill the earth like the waters cover the sea. We choose life. And life is in the power of the tongue. And we will eat the fruit thereof. Therefore, practically, whatever your situation is, acknowledge him. And he will straighten your paths. If you are under attack from someone, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. I declare it, Lord. Oh, I declare it over my friends here. No weapon formed against them shall prosper. No weapon. You have given us victory. Romans 8 verse 32 says, we are more than conquerors. Now, more than a conqueror is the guy who takes the spoils. The army fight, the king take the spoil. He's more than a conqueror. I declare it over your life. No weapon formed against you shall prosper in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I want to end off by saying that grace is active. It's not passive. We are forgiven. We are in right standing with God. We are his children, children of the most high God. And what we say impact this world. What we say impact this world. So when I was, when God asked me, what are you saying over your life? He said to me, bear my yoke. It is easy. My burden is light. Because if God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not withhold or spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, will he not graciously with him give us all other things? All other things. It's time we see it in our life. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Let's choose to eat the fruit of life. Because in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God Himself. In Him was life. In Him was life. Let us choose to speak life over our children, over our situations, over everything. Because children of the Most High God... When we speak the word of God, we are not placed under a lampstand, but we are a city set on a hill. Jesus, I pray that you bless everyone here. I pray that any situation that anyone finds themselves in, that the word of God will be a lamp onto their feet and will make straight their paths. Lord, I pray that you bless us because the price has been paid 2,000 years ago and we accept it by faith and we speak your word in the name of Jesus. Amen.
Maybe. All right, that's no clock. Okay, thank you.